Hey all questers, and welcome to the Norath News Network, episode 2, Story Bricks. I am your host, Aileron. With me is my co-host, Lagan, and we want to thank you for joining us on this February 23rd, 2015, and hopefully you're not buried in snow wherever you are. Yes, because we are buried in snow, and that's very unusual for us. So uh, we want to thank you for being with us, and uh, we are going to try to give you some uh, details on Storybrick and what we heard this week. But before we get into the news, uh, first of all, let me just say, we were uh, had planned to do our book review for this episode, but because they did a lot of Q&As out this week from uh, Daybreak Games, we thought mm, it's kind of a heavy news week considering that there's no game really to talk about, so this is what we consider a heavy news week. Uh, so we're going to put the review off till next week, but it is coming and uh, we'll be out soon. But before we get into the news, let's talk about what we did in game this week. Legan, you want to lead off? Did did we do anything in game this week? Oh, yes, we did. We did. <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, I'm going to talk about what we did in Landmark. Uh, we explored some new biomes, and uh, what we found was that their, their definition of marsh, because that's one of the places we visited, it does not fit our definition of marsh. Uh, because the center of it is like a desert. Uh, Eleanor, you you kick in here. What did you think of, of that, first of all? <laughs> that was interesting. If some of the biomes are like that, the center of the biome in no way represents what the biome is actually like. You know, I'm not sure why that is, why the, the portal area is different sometimes. Um, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know. But the biome, I did I enjoyed it. It's a very... Uh, maybe my favorite biome, not necessarily aesthetically, but man, was it just handy. It had, uh, it was it so had a easy, bunch of creatures to kill, that's for sure. Easy to farm those uh, ether shards, and it was also easy to farm the ancient dirt, which, you know, um, could be pretty valuable. Although I haven't seen a talisman or any of that stuff drop here lately, so I'm not sure if that's out of the game right now or not. May just not be getting lucky. I, I found it uh, easy to farm the ether shards because of the ancient dirt, and it's very easy to see that ancient dirt, as as everyone said. Uh, but also, there are there are sections of that area that it is just rife with things to kill, and if you yeah, want to just go hunt and get your broken picks and your and your weapons and your uh, ether shards, then that's the place. Uh, that we have found, it's just really handy to go there. Uh, but also we had the we had the ancient trees. Everywhere. You know those ancient trees. They look like they have a bad case of the measles right at the base. And uh, we were we looked for those things for forever, and we finally found them. Uh, we also made some. Uh, we were doing all this so that we can make our weapons. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aileron, I, I think you made your wand, is that correct? Yeah, the Lucent wand. I also made the, um, ooh, whatever the frost staff is called. I don't remember what it was called. And I made my bow and also made the staff uh, during this time. Yeah, the dragon dragon horn bow, maybe? Is that what it's called? That's that's it, the dragon horn yeah. bow. Which, by the way, is very cool. I do love the animations on it. I like how you can actually see the arrow notched on it when the character's just standing still. It looks really cool. The I mean, the graphics in Landmark are 
superior to any other MMO out there right now. So they've got that going for them, no matter I what. I agree with it that. Yes. That, uh, now, do you have any idea what the next thing we're going to do in Landmark is? Uh, well, I got a lot to collect all the weapons. I think um, there's a few of them we don't have yet, and I'm just interested in that. I'm enjoying the combat in Landmark. Um, but also, I think we're gonna start a build soon. We actually—I know it's a building game, and we haven't built anything yet. So uh, we'll probably be starting a Norath News Network community build soon. I, I look forward to that because uh, when I was playing before, I did enjoy building. However, I have to warn you—I stink at it. I just really stink at it. Yeah, I'm pretty terrible at it too. But I've been watching a lot of videos. Um, Tinma, which is, uh, I don't remember what his EQ, what his uh, Twitter handle is, but you can YouTube uh, Tinma Tutorials, and he has some great videos out there to show beginners to really advanced stuff. Uh, David Trip Tip, Trip on Twitter maybe? I don't know, you can find him. Uh, YouTube Tinma Tutorial, Google it. Say that fast, uh, Ten times, will you? Ten tutorials. I've said it at least seven. Uh, uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, besides Landmark, we also we've we've been all around the ref. We also played some EQ free to play, um, which was fun. We made new characters. We have not been in. Or I, I, I shouldn't speak for both of us, but I think I can. I th I want to say Shadows of Lucen Lucen. What may have been the last expansion of EverQuest I played, of the of the original EverQuest, and so yes, it's been a while. That's you. You are correct for that. That was the last one for both of us. Okay, been a while. Have not been in it since it was free to play. Um, it's a different experience. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, it's you know doesn't have the conveniences of our modern MMOs, but um, I kind of like that. It's. It takes some getting used to to have to type in the chat again to hail NPCs, but I, I like that actually. I thought it was fun and uh, got a little nostalgia kick out of it. So we remade our characters of old. Uh, Edwin is, is my character, of course, and uh, the cleric, human cleric, uh, Legan made a, his wood elf ranger, of course, and we were actually joined by Zamax, a gnome wizard, who was the uh, creator of our current logo so that was fun and uh, we, we didn't do a whole lot we went through the tutorial a couple times actually um, I picked the wrong deity at the start so we had to start over but uh, because I just couldn't let it stand couldn't let it stand well uh, not when not when you're playing a cleric I mean right, good grief right I accidentally clicked on Interrock and I wasn't trying to be evil or that would have been for anything like that so that would have been bad yeah very bad for you yeah, that's not what I wanted. So, I don't know if it matters, and it used to matter. Uh, I gotta say, I'm not necessarily super in the know on that, but it used to matter. But, uh, anyway, we played, I don't think we got very far, just a few levels uh, outside the tutorial, but we had a good time, and we're gonna get back in it soon. Um, and that's really about it. We did EQ I think people. we both hit uh, fifth level, if fifth I level, remember correctly. Fifth or sixth, correctly, like yes. that. EQ2 people, we did not get in the EQ2 this week. Uh, only so much Aloy and Legan to go around, but we are going to get into EQ2 and um, 
I think already Aeolian I think already exists in EQ2. It's been a while since I've been at EQ2, but we're gonna get in there, play some of that too, so we can report on that some for all of you who enjoy that community. You um, know, it's it's amazing that you you go and you play these characters on on different MMOs. Because I don't know about you, but I create characters, uh, and they normally have the same name. Uh, they normally are the same type of, of character as, as far as class goes. Uh, but there's a little different feel to them depending on which game you're playing in. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's a difference. I try to go for the same, you know, I have a couple characters. I think we probably all do this, that... You know, I kind of have a wizard character, and I kind of have my cleric character, which is Elwin, and he's my main in most games currently. And, you know, I always go for some sort of healer, um, which is weird because anyone who plays with me knows that I am not, uh, I don't care for raids. I know that's sacrilege in the MMO world. In-game content means very little to me. I like to see it once, and I'm done. So why play a healer, right? But I like just healing in a party as requesting. Uh, just I don't know. I like the narrative of it. I like the RP of it. And uh, coming from an old EQ player, RP was a big part of the game, and that's still a big part of the game to me, whether it is in the current MMOs or not. But I do tend to make healers a lot. I don't, uh, Legan tends to play like the ranger type hunter class, and. Um, and also the wizard class, and which wizard. brings us to your opposite. You you play a healer, but you also played a necromancer a time or two, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, that, and uh, you play your original character in EQ was a necromancer. Yes, a dark health necromancer was my original character, and and he'll be certainly making an appearance in next to I'm definitely gonna play it. Right now, I'm gonna keep him to myself. Um, from the community, but uh, he is, uh, yeah, I do kind of play at the different ends of the spectrum. I'm like really good or really evil. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Maybe, maybe any psychologist maybe you're in just, the audience can help. Maybe you're just schizophrenic. Could be. Could, Could be. be. Yeah. Well, but well, you know what? We need to move people, on to the news. We will have him psychoanalyzed and we'll get back with you. On yes, that. that's right. Yes. If one of the four of you out there are uh, <laughs> psychologists, hook me up. Did you see, I said four. We added one this week. We did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the news. So mm-hmm. there's a Indeed. lot of community uh, activity from the people at Daybreak this week. They did a EQ2 Q&A session. They also did a Next and Landmark session. Um, I want to say the EQ2 video covered some of EQ1 as well, but it it was primarily focused on two, and um, they were just reaching out to the community. I Legan, I believe, is the one who said it to me, but it seemed more kind of like damage control. They just wanted to get out there and talk to the people some uh, to calm calm all the skies falling uh, yes. rhetoric that's passing around. And, and kind of, they were trying to put on a face of it's business as normal here at Daybreak. Yes, they did. They, they have uh, been in damage control mode now for, uh, well, since the news was released. Two weeks or so. Yes, and, uh, you know, I can understand that. Uh, All companies do that, and they're no different in in that, but they're a little different because the opinion of their community 
and that is you and me and everybody else that plays the games is so very important to them because let's face it if we lose faith in their ability to create this game we're going to lose interest in it and that's the last thing they want is people losing interest before they even release the game so I think that's why they've been doing so much damage control here um, the one video that we watched about Landmark and Next uh, was there wasn't any revelations that came out um, they took questions from uh, I think they took questions off the forum and you know of course there was a bunch of questions about is this going forward are you guys still doing this and they emphatically said yes we are still doing this we're it's business as usual so uh, but Edwin, let's talk about the what I considered one of the major pieces or major answers to the question of do you still have a relationship with Storybrick? Yeah, that was a big piece of it, and, and the crux of probably our episode here is they uh, were asked if they still had a relationship with Storybricks, which if anybody doesn't know, Storybricks was the sort of indie company that was doing the emergent AI that's being touted to be used in Next. Now, we haven't seen it at Landmark yet, but um, that's the claim. Well, they are not, they do not have a working relationship with Storybricks anymore. And that is sort of a bummer, except for they say that they're still, that technology is still going to be there. They're just not using Storybricks to do it. Now, when we listened to that on Friday, as I believe, when that video came Yes, it out. was Friday, February the 20th. Right. Thank you. Well, on the spot there, Logan. Um, as always. They, <laughs> they, said, uh, they said they were going to still use that technology. I was like, well, how do you use it without that company? But I did a little digging, and you know what? Maybe the claim is not as outrageous as I thought it was on Friday. turns out that uh, Sony had really kind of modified the coding quite a bit since working with Storybricks. Um, Sony was working with Storybricks and Voxel Farm uh, to produce Next. They're still working with Voxel Farm. Um, but uh, it looks like Sony had a good... The EQN team and Landmark team had a good bit of input on the Storybricks coding. And so it does look like they are able to carry forth without the uh, people of Storybricks. I will say there's not a lot of information on that company. I mean, other people may have it. I just looked at their website, and outside, all I could see was that they had a failed Kickstarter campaign, and it's used in another game, Starforged, maybe? Uh, I may have that wrong. It's a space game. Uh, so, does, so does um, Daybreak Sony, or now slash Daybreak, do they own the rights to that stuff? Did they put so much into it that they own the rights to that coding? I'm going to say so. I'm going to say that they modified, they took an initial idea and uh, have run with it. But it looked like the coding was fairly simple before Sony took over it and became more complex afterwards. But Sony took it to another level. So you're right, they may, and it was on their game, but that was being widely used because they're just an indie little company. So, uh, well, I know that some of the um, patents, let's say, for stuff like that, if you contract out to, let's say, like a company like Storybrick, and 
they're developing technology for your game. That is proprietary information that the rights go to the person that's contracting, not the person that's developing it. Now, they may have an agreement in place with Storybrick so that anything that they developed goes to uh, Daybreak. Uh, now that they're Daybreak, it goes to them instead of uh, to Storybrick. So that could be in place as well. Right. And hey, if anybody at Daybreak Games wants to reach out to us and tell us, we're welcome to t you're welcome to come give an interview. Uh, so, uh, or if anybody wow, Storybrick that that would take us from four listeners to at least five. Yeah, I mean, surely the people that work there would. So maybe thirty. Who knows? Uh, or <laughs> anybody at Storybricks, if you want to come give your side of the story, that'd be great. Come on down. Don't actually come down. There's no need to come to Arkansas. You just call me. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work something out. It's on yes. Twitter at North Newsnet. You don't want to come down here anyway, That's unless cool. you live up north. Now, if you live up north, you might want to consider coming down here. We we have like an inch of snow, borderline apocalypse here. Just saying. yes, yes. People <laughs> lose their minds down here when we get an inch of snow. So, anyway, that's off topic. Yeah, that is off topic. <laughs> but. But it does seem like the emergent AI is still going to be in the game, and I think that's super important because that's one of the big promises. When they're talking about delivering the first real next-gen MMO, that's one of the big selling points is that the AI is going to act on its own and have its own uh, motives for action. That's It's almost too good to be true, and they need to deliver on that. So let's cross our fingers and uh, pray to the EQ deities that that will continue yes and that is a big deal uh, I know that everybody that I've talked to that's been one of the the make and break things for this game is wow we're gonna have an intuitive AI that's not gonna just stand there and do nothing while you're beating down on it and also that the the AI would move would move characters around or NPCs around so that you wouldn't always know where they are. And that's really key to this game because you want to, what they're shooting for, I believe, is more immersion into the game. And if you can create an AI that does this, does these things that they have said that they're shooting for, then that's really, really going to up the immersion level for all of the players. Oh yeah, and it's you know they they did reiterate that they don't want static quest givers, so and that was part of the emergent AI that the quest givers have AI as well. So it looks like they're still on board with that. So let's we'll cross our fingers. The next point that I want to talk about that they uh, brought up was somebody asked about the pay model and after the hmm. buyout, is it still going to be free to play? And they sort of said yes, but they, they they didn't really stick to that. They were kind of cagey, little little bouncing around. They said they'd do whatever worked best, and they were still looking into it. Right now, free-to-play was the model. That's the model they use in EQ2 and EverQuest, free-to-play. Of course, it's in the name there. But uh, it didn't, they're not married to it. So my question to you, Lagan, is what would you like to see them do? You know, both of us have played countless MMOs over the years and I think the subscription model is going the way of the dodo for those of you who don't know the dodo is extinct 
Did I just insult our listeners? Yes. Now we're down to two again. Way to go. Oh, oh, man. Well, you may have to renegotiate my contract. Anyway, I think the the way of the subscription is going the way of the Dodo. What I would like to see them do is have it free to play. But have it as a pay model that if you want more content or you want more, or not content, but if you want more of the experience, if you want more or better equipment or better uh, whatever, then then pay for that. Let us choose, let us pick and choose what we pay for. Um, the, the subscription is just so cumbersome to me. I mean, I know you pay every month and everything, but not all of us can afford that 15, 20, 30, whatever it is a month to play these games. And what I would like to see, to see them do is have it free to play and then pay for the whatever you want additional. Uh, I have an example here. There's a free to play game and I won't mention the name cuz I don't want to I don't want legal action against me. But I think you can say it. I don't think. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to be included in the suit if they sue me now. Sure. Okay. So you heard it. You heard it, listeners. Halloran said he'd pay half of it. <laughs> anyway, it's Star Wars: The Old Republic, and they say it's free to play, and it is. However, if you want any kind of content or any kind of weapons or equipment or even the ability to rest in an inn then you have to pay the level that they cut you off at is just really bad i mean That's you go you go from being if you're paying for the subscription you you become like a god to the rest of the characters that are playing free to play the Sotor pay model is one of the examples of how not to not free to play. It yes, is, exactly. Um, it's a good game, and we're not trashing it. We play. We both continue to play that game, um, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lagan's a big fan of it. I actually just like the Galactic Starfighter, but it's still a good game. But their pay model is not good. You you're severely hampered. The pacing of the game is off. Uh, your leveling's off, your, the questing's off, you, you can't get into the dungeons of PvP very much, and you can't get the items you need. And the free-to-play model for them is is an illusion, essentially. It's to get you to play the game, and then after you go a little bit, you're like, well, i got to su- subscribe if I'm going to play this game. Well, uh, and, for an example, uh, the other day my subscription to it ran out. And when I got in, there was a, a list that covered the screen of things that I could do as a subscriber, but I couldn't do as a free-to-play. I mean, the list was so big it covered my screen, yeah. and it just it floored me. It is to it, tell you the truth, and it's um, I don't know they they almost blackmail you into subscrib- subscribing to that game. Subscribing, um, subscribing, yeah. new word. My favorite. We've played, like you said, we've played a lot of the MMOs out there. Not all of them. There's a few of them I haven't been into yet, but I plan to, because um, I love the genre. But um, Rift actually does their pay model the best, in my opinion. Rift did uh, do the pay model the best. Um, 
and I would that's a pay model that I would dearly love to see uh, Landmark and uh, EQ Next go with right because it, it is truly free to play you can play Rift completely free and enjoy the game you can buy stuff one item at a time and get that cosmetic mostly um, and enjoy that uh, or you can subscribe and you get some perks that way you get a little faster leveling a little speed burst etc etc uh, it doesn't the game is basically the same whether you do or you don't people that subscribe to that game do it because they love that game and they want to see it continue and I think that's healthy for the community um, that being said I kind of like a new pay model this is what I kind of like sort of a mishmash of all things I, I'd like to see you buy the game uh, when it comes out probably for the 50 bucks or whatever it is and I'd like to see a low subscription I think and a free to play option so like I'm thinking 10 bucks a month but you can also play free what I'd like to see is besides little speed bursts and things like that that you commonly get with a subscription I'd like to see subscribers get the expansions for free and non-subscribers they get to play and enjoy the game exactly like the subscribers do you know when the expansion comes around they're going to have to drop another 70 bucks whereas right. the so and you're probably getting more money out of the subscribers long term but the free to play people are paying a good chunk too and that way the game because it's important for the company to make money so we can keep playing the, the, and, we, and we understand that the reason, I think everybody understands that the reason WoW continues to dominate the landscape is because of that subscription. I know a lot of us, including myself, have quit because of the subscription before. That's why back, I quit. Gone back later when I had more money or more time or felt like the content was worth the money at the time. But the reason that game plays at a better level than all the other MMOs out there, and in my humble opinion it does, is because they have the money to put into it and they do a better job than everyone else right now let's fingers crossed for EQN and Daybreak uh, down the line but the pay model is important and it's important for the company to get their money so they have the servers the team uh, not only in numbers and quality that they need to keep generating content to keep fixing it because you know it'll ship broken we mm -hmm. all know that MMOs do not come out perfect they're no, an they don't. process and they need to be able to afford to fix it. Um, you know, we've mentioned SWOTOR briefly, and we're kind of running a little long this episode, so we'll keep it brief. But one of the problems of that game was it came out not in good shape. It had good questing, and that was about it. And some of the other stuff was broken, a lot of, a lot of bugs, and the Indeed, content yes. went there. And they lost their player base before they could fix it. And now that game's been out three years, and just now it's kind of starting to come back around. The community's building, actually. They're still losing money, but the community's building. Um, but most of them don't get that long to fail. So you need to be able to fix. You need to be well, able to add on quickly. I kind of like the idea of the low subscription and then also free to play. I think it's a great idea for if you're subscribing that ten dollars a month that you don't pay for the next expansion and then if you're playing free to play you do pay for that expansion i think that's a very fair 
uh, way of doing things. It seems balanced. I'm glad you like it. And uh, Daybreak, feel free to use it. You may call it the Aileron plan if you like. That'd be fine. Uh, so, oh, boy. <laughs> I won't <laughs> get a big head about it at all. So. Well, that's a huge lie. But if uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts, so hit us up on the Twitter or the Facebooks or our website. And uh, we're going to leave the news for now, but we'll come back to it in a week or two as more develops. And we're going to go to our lore subject of the week. And I have that here. It's coming from the very beginning, from EQ, uh, from EverQuest, the original. You're going to test our trivia minds, right? (laughs) Sure, sure. So, the first age, as you know, EverQuest lore is typically broken down into ages. Uh, I believe next is going to have seven. We're going to talk about that in a future episode. Um, If you want to look into it right now, both lore on YouTube and Geek Domo have great videos on the current lore. And of course you can watch the SOE 2013 or 2014. I'm not sure which live um, conference had the lore part but it's in there. Anyway our lore today comes from the EverQuest and it is the Age of Scale which is the very first age in all of Norath. And Vashan, Vashin I, I butcher names, that's what I do. The Crystalline Dragon and ruler of the Plain of Sky was the first god to notice the world of Norath. She found the world pleasing and deposited her brood onto the frozen continents of Velius. With one swipe, her mighty claws, Bishan opened several great wounds upon the surface of Norath. Staking her claim to this promising new world, dragons then walked the land and flew the skies, powerful beings of great intellect, wisdom, and strength. And that... It's the very how the first age of Norath began, children. I feel like I was reading a kid's story there. So I said that. It I did, know. yeah. But, uh, but hey, was, you did it. You did it very well. You, you may have a career in that. Thank you. The, um, that is from the EverQuest wiki, and uh, they've got a picture of a shin there, and it's so fun to look back on these old graphics and think, hmm, that was a dragon. Or look back on it and go. That was a dragon? <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was beautiful then. I remember it and it was glorious. It, it was, yes. So on the on the dial up. I played on dial up back then, did you? I did, I yes. Did. And uh you know, we we complain about lag these days. And uh if we remember if we would take time to stop and remember what real lag was. Real yes. lag came from dial up. I used to but uh back in 99 when EQ launched and we'd get home at the end of the day from school I was young then uh, I, uh, I was probably 16 maybe 17 when I started playing EverQuest and yes it, it would um, I'd get home from school and I'd get home and I would start it dialing in and updating and then I would go outside and mow my yard because I had chores and then I would come in and usually it'd be done updating by the time I got done mowing and I'd play for an hour which meant I had the phone lines tied up for hours on the end which I don't believe my parents ever appreciated but they were very supportive yeah they were very supportive but I can tell you that uh, there was a time or two that they didn't appreciate you tying up all the the phone lines with with your gameplay the only reason I think they were more understanding was that they knew that you were uh, at least uh, online with me and you weren't getting in any any other trouble. 
There you go. That's right. Probably gonna be doing something worse. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was trying to free the forest of orcs. They were everywhere and it, they were a nuisance. Um. So, okay. Well, we're gonna wrap this up here. We're not gonna do the question of the week this episode. Uh, one thing is we've run long. We've hit our time limit, and also there's not really anything else to return to question of the week. We are getting some downloads. I'm, I'm tracking this on Podomatic, and it's doing well. Thanks to the people at Podomatic for providing those metrics. Um, Lane, why don't you tell the people where they can find us and give us comments and whatnot. Okay, you can find us at on Twitter at North News Network. I think it's North News Net. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we change that? Nope. Okay. Just telling people wrong. My apologies. I was misled. (laughs) You can also visit our website at norathnewsnetwork.com. And we still have a Facebook, but we're not uh, checking it too often, so you'd probably be better off uh, checking Twitter. But you can find us on Facebook at norathnewsnetwork. And on a personal note, I apologize for my voice today. I've been under the weather and I'm still recovering, so if I sound like I'm talking out of a tunnel, uh, you now know why. So I would uh, like to thank everybody for joining us, and join us next week for more EQ goodness. Right. Next week we will be doing a book review. Um, we're going to start at the the beginning of the EverQuest Next Lore, which is from Ash Comes Fire by R.T. Kalen. Uh, a new book is coming out this week or next week maybe, I'm not real sure. So we've got a lot or a lot of backlog on these novellas, but we're going to catch up pretty quick. We want to thank you all for listening. We thanks, thanks Lagan, for suffering through with your broken vocal cords. And uh, that'll do us, Questers. So may your journeys on Earth be safe and your adventures in North be epic. Till next time. Bye.